guys welcome back to another episode of black girls talk where we talk about a lot of things sometimes they matter sometimes they don't but they're always entertaining we're your hosts Carell and emily rose and today we're going to be talking about mainstream feminism first question <clears throat> let's start mm-hmm. what's been your relationship with mainstream feminism how have you been experiencing it um I think that mainstream feminism is very convenient for a specific people. Like, it's not practical. You know, mainstream yeah. feminism is girl boss. It's capitalism. It's very, yeah, mainstream feminism ver- is very centered around capitalism. You know, um, mm-hmm. women getting jobs and also getting money and being able to buy things that we used to not be able to buy because obviously women used to not be able to work, right? So it's kind of this idea that the whole solution to you know the patriarchy the patriarchal society in which we live is to kind of just like have women also be able to buy things and then boom women will be equal to men like and that's such a i guess like if you're a white woman maybe but like i feel like that kind of negates all of the intersectionality that should come with feminism so i as a black woman have not really been able to identify with like the whole girl boss Mm. femininity or not femininity sorry feminism movement just because i feel like that kind of um simplifies like something that should have so much more depth gender issues Yes, actually, um, I don't subscribe by mainstream feminism. And that's really hard to admit because when it comes to f- mainstream feminism, there seems to be this duality. You're either for it or you're an incel. So <laughs> me not wanting to be an incel, <laughs> um, I I support um, movements that push for the liberation of m- women. And there are many, like, because fem- feminism is a very theoretical thing. It's not just, like, mainstream feminism, the only kind of feminism that, that exists. There's a lot of theories that come with mainstream feminism. But I do not, sub- I mean, with feminism in general, but I don't subscribe by, like, liberal feminism or mainstream feminism because it's more about reforms, making small changes versus recognizing the system that has been built um, against certain groups. And mainstream feminism does not do enough to recognize the ways other groups have been put at a disadvantage. For example, black women, we don't talk a lot about black women in mainstream feminism. When you see the movement like um, the Me Too movement, that was started by black women. And guess who were heard the least in that movement? Black women. So somehow, some way, we black women, we are the blueprints. We serve as, uh, you know, the people that start and ignite a lot of things. But we still end up being heard the least. And so, when it comes to mainstream feminism, no, I'm not for it. I'm not with it. But I am <laughs> with women's liberation. And mainstream feminism is not anywhere, like it doesn't bring us anywhere close to that, in my opinion. Exactly, like women being able to buy stuff is not a path for all women to be free of you know societal conventions and norms that have been established with the long reign of male dominance you know it's going to take more than women being employed to are women not shaving their legs (laughs) exactly (laughs) like what is having hairy armpits going to do for the fact that men still over sexualize women of color like i'm just yeah like, like i'm still that, a fetish that's not exactly thank like, you abby for throwing exactly. away the razor but i'm still a like, fetish cool you painted a painting with your period blood but like what <laughs> does that actually do for women who are sexually assault like that i feel like it's just it's very performative mm. um it's very easy 
you know, to be a mainstream feminist, to be very like, you go girl, um, and to be like, all women, you, oh, let me not even say that, I was gonna say, um, you know that tweet that's like, I do not support all women, some of you hoes are dumb. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I do not like, support all women. I support, I support some women, but other women, I, support, I don't report, I don't support, um, female pedos female murderers yeah i don't support female rapists you know like we don't support those women like it's so easy to just be like you know queen you know keep your head up and just keep grinding and like but like no we're always like like, and it's funny too because i think about um someone like halsey or even Billie eilish people are always like Billie eilish halsey this they're so great now look we're finding out halsey's barely black and she's out here gripping on those box braids now we're out here (laughs) finding out that Billie eilish is dating like what a a pedo what is he what's he like a racist some bigoted man oh is he a racist damn so you know like women support women i'll support some women but some of y'all Like, at the end of the day, like, white women will always be white. White women? And yeah, they'll so, be white. Like, no, and not wild. even just white. They'll be white women because white women white, tears. Exactly. White women like, tears is a phenomenon. Specific, to be a white woman is a very specific thing and it comes with, like, very specific powers. And it's, like, to kind of ignore... Because mainstream feminism completely ignores intersectionality Mm. right it completely ignores the idea that some women have it harder than other women depending on maybe geographic circumstances racial differences you know sexual or gender identity like it kind of just encompasses oh because we are all women we are all the same and we go through all of the same struggles when in reality that's not true like women like all other things in life are categorized and those different categories come with different struggles that aren't necessarily acknowledged with oh if you are the ceo then you know you've won feminism like no and uh, the thing that they're oh my gosh the thing that they're really good at telling us or trying to convince us is that the success of one is a success of all now yeah. one woman being the ceo like i don't know if you like one woman being the ceo of bumble like the ceo of bumble's a woman right and she's a single mother and everyone's like oh my god look at women but it's like girl i'm still here you know <laughs> there's still women out there who don't have access to um period products there's still women out there out there who don't who are getting raped there's still women out there who are in situations where you know like their rights are being compromised like sure bumble ceo is a woman but it's bumble ceo donating or giving back to women helping women is she doing any of that or is she just eating her money at home because then i don't yeah. like then it doesn't like, really change anything for us as a collective and another thing that mainstream feminism is really good at doing is making women um that are not white cisgendered heterosexual women choose between being a woman and being the other identities that they have the black community and um, feminism is really good at making black women pick between being black and being a woman. You can't be both mm. at the same time. Don't bring all your problems to the table. We want yeah. the problems that we can relate in, we can relate with so that we can fight for those things, but we're not here to fight for you. Come understand us, but we're not here to understand you. You know, I feel like there's a lot of that in that movement. And that's a, a really large reason why I don't subscribe to it. Another thing that's really interesting about mainstream feminism is it's, like, Eurocentric perspective. Yeah. So, like, the problems in mainstream feminism are that women don't get equal pay, you know, and it's mostly problems centered around, you know, the economic position of the woman Mm. when, like, those, 
like are not the realities in other countries or other places and i feel like mainstream feminism kind of forces its lens on everybody or also it's very good at telling people what they should be offended about Mm, you know mainstream mm -hmm. feminism is very good at telling people that they're oppressed you know it's like oh my god like you wear hijab like no like you are oppressed your religion is oppressing you right that like that's anti-woman right Mm. or it's like your country does this or your religion does this or you people do this or your culture says this then that automatically if you subscribe to those things you are a bad woman they're a bad feminist and a bad woman because no those things are oppressive like western cultures especially western feminism is very good at telling women what they should and should not accept yeah you know what they should and should not consider freedom um and that to me is extremely interesting you know the what's it called the self-righteousness i don't know if that's the right right word but that you know western feminists feel you know to be able to look at someone and tell them hey you know you're being oppressed and you should be mad about that yeah when other people feel completely comfortable with those things i think um and that's actually a conversation that um that's been had with um i forgot the word that word the the the, it's two terms it's political correctness i think yeah um that's a conversation that's been had with a lot of politically correct terms for example um we'll notice that people who defend people using politically correct terms aren't actually part of the groups who are offended who are affected by that Mm -hmm. politically correct term being used for example i was watching this one video when this woman was um she was like it's those you know those channels when people will be like oh you were an employee at mcdonald's or did you and then they give like this long description of a very simple job for your Mm -hmm. resume yeah Yeah. this woman was doing the same um for um sex work and she said oh were you a prostitute or did you do this this and that and people in the comments were like no don't say prostitute say sex worker say sex worker but then the woman responded and she said well actually i've spoken and met with a lot of sex workers and they don't actually identify with that term as much as you guys think they do that's not a term that they recognize as much. They recognize the term prostitute, but sex work is a term that other people gave them. It's not really like, for, well, from what she said, apparently it's not a term that um, all sex workers identify with or feel a sense of belonging to. And I feel like when it comes to mainstream feminism, there's a lot of white saviorism. There's a lot of that concept of feeling like you know what's best for other people based on your standards. And it leads to a lot of practices that are more or less neutral being seen as like an like anti-feminist, as you said. And my experience with that has been that um, I felt like I needed to flee from doing certain things to remain a feminist. For example, I hated the idea of cooking and cleaning simply because that's been associated with oppression. You know, or I hated the idea of, um, I don't know, taking a man's last name or doing all those things simply because it's been associated with oppression when only to later on realize that feminism should be about choice. You know, Mm. women's liberation should be about choice versus just escaping everything that may seem like it's taking us backwards because cooking and cleaning isn't what's um, taking women back, you know, isn't what's exactly. setting women setting women back. It's the fact that we are forced to remain in those spaces. It's the fact that we are controlled, and the fact that we are doing unpaid work is unappreciated and not recognized as genuine work. That's where it gets, you know, that's where the conversation gets intense. But just you know, cooking a meal, 
is not what's going to lead to me being oppressed. And I feel like mainstream feminism loves to make you feel like you need to be a certain type of woman to, to escape your oppression in general. Yeah, like mainstream feminism, I feel like not only focuses on all the wrong things, but it also has all the wrong solutions. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, you know, so, you know, because women were in the house for however long they were forced to remain there, the solution is to, you know, obviously never do those kind of things, right? Yeah. So if you're a woman and you say that you want to stay home and cook and clean, then it's automatically, oh my God. Like, why do you want to oppress yourself in that way? Like, why do you want to, you know, why do you want to let a man dictate your every move? You want to let a man spend for you? And I saw this tweet that it made me laugh the other day. And I was like, I propose a new form of feminism where we realize that women can do all the things that men can do, but they shouldn't have to. Yeah, we just don't want to go to work. (laughs) Like, dead ass. Like, I think mainstream feminism kind of forces personalities on people. You know, it forces people to do things that they don't necessarily want to do. Like, if a woman wants to stay home and cook for her husband, she should be allowed to do that. And it reminds me of that, you know that Lana Del Rey thing? I think, was it last year, where she made that post about, like, and she was saying, like, now that all of these black artists, or now that, like, Beyonce, Doja Cat, all these people have gotten, like, famous for singing songs about shaking ass, whatever, whatever, can I go back to singing about this, this, this? Now, while that entire statement was clumsily crafted, you know... I think that the feeling that provoked her to write that statement wasn't all wrong. Like, she wrote that basically she wants to be able to sing about feeling those specific things and doing those specific things Mm, and mm. being a woman who likes these specific things without getting hate from feminists or other people saying that she's setting women back. So, like, while I disagree with the way she said most of it, because you did not need to bring those artists into it at all, right? Um, I do think that she had a point about, you know, feminism and accepting, quote unquote, traditional women, right? And Mm. accepting women whose paths may, you know, deviate from the one that had been set out for traditional femininity. So it's like, not every woman wants to be a career woman right? Mm -hmm. Not every, just like not every woman wanted to stay at home, not every woman wants to work a nine to five, you know? And I feel like we veered from one extreme to the other, you know? And And it's not beneficial. Yeah. And I feel like at the end of the day, all it does is serve a capitalistic society. That's all it really does because it makes us feel like we're making progress. But at the end of the day, it's just really small changes to a system that is already built on our oppression that thrives in the way that it does because of our oppression so women are going to work that just means more people going to work you know like less women are staying home less people are like building community like they're not giving us the opportunities to build community and they make us stuck in the system where everyone's going to work everyone has to go to work and that's the thing too that's the thing I've also noticed. It's not like we're no longer at a time where women feel empowered by going to work because women don't really have the choice. I mean, some women do feel empowered by going to work, but right now going to work isn't so much about empowerment, but it's more about being able to afford basic goods. Like you can't be a heterosexual couple, like married couple that with like a kid or two that chooses to not have both of you work if you're both making substantial amounts of money. Now it's, you kind of have to, it's kind of an obligation. So women being in the workforce just means more people in the workforce. It doesn't really mean that 
you know like we're valued as people in the workforce we're not even getting paid properly yeah like i was gonna say it's also very interesting that yeah women are working but what jobs are we doing you know if you look at the specific jobs that men and women have there are still like male dominated fields and women dominated fields right like fields such as teaching um nursing like all of those kind of fields are still mainly dominated by women yeah and like business fields you know engineering stem fields are still mostly dominated by men right so it's like while the feminist movement is pushing women to work like i feel like it's not examining deeper questions it is examining it it just does not give a shit it doesn't do anything and like mm -hmm. i feel like i feel like just in general the men the the mainstream like mainstream feminism i feel like another thing that it did is um and i think this is more radical feminism but it's also mainstream feminism is essentially it displays the man as the enemy and to some feminist mm. and in some feminist theories that's actually not a wrong thing you know some feminist theories um actually um give the reasoning for that to be while well, men are the oppressor so the enemy is our oppressor we are allowed to hate our oppressor that is it is within our right to hate our oppressor therefore we're allowed to view men as the enemy however however what i feel this does actually i feel this like this sets us back i don't I feel think- like this helps us in any way you're looking at the wrong thing like you're looking at the individual and not the system you know Mm. like what is hating my neighbor joe going to do (laughs) to advance the liberation of women like it's not doing anything like i feel like the the modern feminist women movement is good at camouflaging um useless actions as impactful ones yeah like the whole thing of like okay i say it too sometimes like oh my god like i hate men i said it in the last episode whatever (laughs) but like (laughs) obviously like i don't mean that like obviously i don't actually like hate men but there are some people who actively like despise men and it's like okay sure like i get it because men a lot of them yeesh but at the same time (laughs) What is hating the man who made you your sandwich going to do to liberate, like, to stop the oppression of women? Like, yeah, I just feel exactly. like it's extremely useless. Like, sure, hate the man, as in, like, the government, hate the systems <laughs> that hold us in place, you know? But, like, hating individuals isn't going to do anything if you're not actually doing or, like, you know, contributing yeah. to meaningful action that impacts the system and i feel like um turning to that resolve turning to the men are shit men are terrible men are this men are that does not give space for improvement for men i feel like it just resolves it just gives this resolution that okay men ain't shit men suck no 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 like i've never really like i've never really liked that statement in general just men ain't shit because yeah men can niggas ain't shit that's a wop men can be like men can be shitty people but just saying men ain't shit is not enough for me we need to say exactly men like men don't pay like men don't listen to us or men don't give us spaces to express ourselves or um or this particular man is doing xyz i feel like we should be more specific with it instead of just letting men get away with not being shit and we say men ain't shit we're not holding men accountable for doing anything we're just we're just like saying okay well men ain't shit that's just how men is it's just boys will be boys it's the exact same logic 
It's mm-hmm. just accepting that many like men are terrible and it's not actually pushing them to be better in any kind of way. Then how are we supposed to like if you're going to say men ain't shit, then when you're going to encounter a shit man, don't be surprised because that's that's a resolution that's been reached. You know, that's a conclusion that's been reached. So I just feel like it should be expected of every man to be shit if you're going to say men ain't shit. I do not think that in general men have enough spaces to figure out how it is that they are shit. I don't I don't think that they do. I think that um I think that something that mainstream feminism did and oh gosh, I hate sound like I don't want to sound like a pick me in this one, but <laughs> the thing that mainstream feminism did, it like yes, it tells men it tells men that you guys suck, you guys ain't shit, you guys do this, you guys do that. But I don't think it actually gives them that opportunity of growth and the support that would be needed for them to grow. And I actually think it does the same for women. I don't think mainstream feminism holds either men or women accountable for the things that they are doing and gives them the opportunity for growth. I think it's just concluded that women are good, men are bad, this is how it is, let's keep moving. I don't think it's like... Because, for example... um, Mainstream feminism concludes that all women are good. You know, all women are great. All women are fantastic. But do we recognize the number of men who have stories about like their 20 year old babysitter that they quote unquote lost their virginity to when they were 13? You know, yeah. like, do we, yeah. do we have those? Do we talk about those instances when the guy's like, oh, yeah, I said no, but she, you know, she's still got on top of me. Like, do we have those instances where the guy's like, oh, yeah, she said she was on birth control, but she actually wasn't. We don't talk about those things we don't hold women accountable for it and we don't inform men as to how it is that they can also become better as people because we've just concluded that this is how everyone is yeah like i just think that we are as westerners we need to have like a meaningful look at what it means to be a woman in western society and the privileges that western women are afforded compared to people in other countries you know because it's really interesting how western women play like the martyr but also like the person who like tells people when they're oppressed like all at the same time yeah you know it's interesting how like oh my god you know we're all women and we all get treated horribly but at the same time it's oh my god but you're so oppressed like why aren't you mad about your oppression exactly you know what i mean like i feel like mainstream feminism or mainstream when i say mainstream i mean more so like western Mm. feminism can't really go anywhere until people like sit down and evaluate the privileges that they have and what they actually want out of the feminism movement. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that the problem is that most women who consider themselves feminists in the mainstream aren't necessarily looking for all women to have equality. No. Um, they just kind of sort of care about social mobility and advancement. Yep. So it's like, as long as you're able to climb the social ladder and make a certain amount of money, you have achieved equality, right? Mm-hmm. Equality, but the thing is, equality is more than a salary, right? Equality is more than, you know, being able to sit in the same boardrooms and have the same positions. That's part of it, but that's not the thing in its entirety, right? Like, I don't know where it got lost that feminism was actually supposed to make women equal to men and not just, like, ha- let them be able to hold the same positions because those two things don't mean the same thing like even if you know every woman can have a high power job like women are still scared to walk 
in the streets at night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, women, like, men still, you know, especially, like, men in professional and corporate settings still do terrible things to their employees, right? They still get away with so much, mm-hmm. but, you know, because women are CEOs now, all of a sudden, oh, but it's, you know girls are winning and you know empowerment and like women have you know we're doing so much and it's like yeah but like a lot of things are still the same and that doesn't go away with you know financial equality it liberal feminism or mainstream feminism feels like a compromise um for like misogynistic people it just feels like we created this compromise where we exist in a misogynistic world, but we're we're fighting our small fight within the misogynistic world without actually asking the misogynistic world to change. You know, it feels like it's this, okay, we're going to fight here. You guys can exist over there, which is all the actual powerful places, but we're going to do our little fights over here and we're going to ask for this much, not too much. And at the end of the day, all it does is serve the oppressor, which is men. So for example, in the corporate world, um, women work harder, you know, women work like 10 times harder to get half of what a man is getting. So at the end of the day, she's just putting in so much more work. We're not like, it's not, it's not equal. We're still working so much more and we're not taken seriously. In certain parts of the world, you'll see women who don't even work at all because they know they're not going to be taken seriously in the corporate world. And we also have, for example, how, um, the fact that, um, and I don't, yes, there is a conversation to be had about, um, the fact that, mainstream music and all that is about empowering women and pushing women to be more open sexually and to have that sexual like to, to have that agency to decide what is good for you and what you want and express that but at the end of the day we need to recognize that women sexualizing themselves in the music industry is not a hundred percent about empowerment yeah like i was gonna ask you like like do you think that you know the whole movement of reclaiming one's body you know publicly in social media's eye like do you think that that is a feminist thing like to break through the entertainment industry is not easy and you need to do what other people are doing you know like it's not and i was i watched this one video um of this woman who used to be part of the black eyed peas she was a black woman and she used to be in the black eyed peas before fergie and when they were getting popular people were asking her to wear less clothing to wear more revealing clothing that this is how you're going to get the audience to want you and she said she didn't want to do that so much so that she left the group before they blew up and Fergie came in and she was actually doing those things. And we identify those things as reclaiming the body, but at the end of the day, the music industry, when you're gonna be talking to someone in the music industry, they're not necessarily, I don't believe they're necessarily going to say it that way. They're gonna say, we're trying to sell. You know, they're gonna say, we're trying to get some money here. Like we're trying to get some people watching this shit. And how do we get people watching this shit? Look, we gotta strip this girl up a bit. You know, because DJ Khaled is not walking around in a song. Oh my These people are fully dressed. <laughs> these people are fully dressed Jesus. you know everyone's fully dressed in the video except all the naked women except all the naked women the naked props even the naked main characters everybody else is dressed you know see i think it's really interesting how there always seems to be like this point in women's careers where they decide to like quote unquote reclaim their body by taking off their clothes. It typically happens yeah. when they turn eighteen, you know, like Billie Eilish, you know, mm. or like a Britney Spears. Or like it always seems to be like a thing of like you, you know, in order to feel more power over your body, 
right, you appeal to the male gaze and you take off your clothes, but you're not taking off your clothes for men. You're taking off your clothes because you want to control the way in which other people perceive you without clothes on, you know? But the thing is, I don't think... I think that's more of a PR thing than a feminist thing. Yeah, I don't literally. think that, quote-unquote, reclaiming your body is an inherently feminist move, you know? To, to, to Obviously, I'm not bashing people who do it. Like because, individuals you know, individuals like, can feel empowered by it, but like, in the entertainment industry... I don't exactly. Know. I don't so think it's, it's like about empowerment. Is shaking your ass on Instagram like is that really a feminist move? Because the thing is, like, I think okay, this is gonna sound weird, but like, I feel like everything that you do has like there's a meaning behind it. There's an intention, you know. And like, what is the intention behind your specific movements? You know, like, are you posting that because you genuinely? like it and it's fun and you know you want people to see your talent or are you posting it because you know it's going to make people slide up and slide into your dms Mm. you know what i mean like yeah and i think yeah i think there is a lot of honesty that is needed because we like to say or mainstream feminism likes to say that like anything that a woman does is just feminist like you know yeah every time a woman just you know, does anything she wants, she's being a feminist or anything that goes against the grain is feminist. We don't do a lot of like looking inward. We don't like to admit a lot of things. For example, I was um, watching this one video where this girl was talking about how at the end of the day, we can't escape the patriarchy. Mm. Even if you think that 100% of the reason why you're doing this thing is because of you, like we can't escape the patriarchy. You can't run away from it. There's always like, like even if I... Even if I post something nice, you know, at the end, like, is there some, going to be something at the back of my mind that's thinking of, like, the potential or my, like, the possibility of attracting a person, like, being attracted to a person that is most likely going to be a man? Yes, there is going to be that thought at the back of my mind, unfortunately. Is it something that I want? No, but that's how I've been built by society. I can't just escape it by, by denying that it's happening, you know? And I think that's also something that um, we see in um what's that shit called plastic surgery yeah i was about to say that like i was watching this video talking about how if plastic surgery is inherently feminist um and the girl's like no because it's like essentially you are changing your features to fit what other people consider more attractive yeah. right because if you were just you by yourself looking at your face and there was no you know so beauty standard you know there was no social media like would you think that your nose looks bad No, because you wouldn't know what a quote-unquote good nose looks like, you know? Like, so the whole thing of aesthetic procedures and whatnot does come from a place of, you know, wanting to be desirable, like, somewhere, you know? Exactly. And I think it's really cool when people admit that, because most people just say, Mm. oh, no, it's just for me. And it's like, well, is it? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, maybe it is for you to be able to feel more comfortable around people, but essentially, if you were never leaving your house, you would not have gotten that specific plastic surgery procedure. Like, And that's something that I realized. Some people can't tell the difference between what they're doing for themselves and what they're doing for other people because pleasing other people to them is the same as pleasing themselves. Because pleasing other people pleases them to the point that they can't tell if they're doing it for them or if they're doing it for other people. But at the end of the day, it translates into the same. And... Like one and as you're saying, like one of the great examples of this whole thing being about pleasing the masses is the fact that BBLs became really popular at the same time. 
Yeah, the fact that there's because... like a BBL epidemic just shows that everyone's following something. Like no one's just, it's not like everyone just secretly decided to get BBLs. Everyone like, was loud about it and everyone decided to follow a certain trend. There's so many Early 2000s, to please y'all were not trying to have big bums. Y'all were not trying to have exactly. the small waist in the, like y'all were not trying to do that. You know, early 2000s, what was popular, you know, the diets, like the, you know, like the laxatives and like yeah. all the stuff that made you like super skinny because that's what was popular. The fit in you your know? low rise jeans. <laughs> low rise. Anyway, it's not even the point, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I just don't think it's productive to just say that everything that a woman does is feminist because that's not true. You know, literally M- most things that people do aren't driven by let me not even say that because that's kind of like pessimistic to say that most things that we do aren't driven by self-desire but they're driven by what other people will think of us but i do think that a large percentage of the things that we do are motivated by outward perceptions you Mm. know like especially our appearance you know people when they dress for a night out or when they dress to go out with their friends especially in girls it's always like oh what are you wearing you know like you ask mm. your friends what they're wearing because you want like the group to have like a cohesive aesthetic or because you don't want to look worse than your yeah. friends or you want to be perceived in a certain way by certain people like so to just say that like oh well like no because like i got my lips done like i risked my life i literally went on the t- under the knife general anesthesia risked my life because I didn't feel comfortable having my stomach be bigger than my butt. Like, no. Like, don't lie. <laughs> like, don't lie. Like, unless, obviously, like, it's for health reasons. Like, well, no, and then again, no one's getting Wait, a BBL for a health BBL reasons. for health reasons. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, don't lie. And be like, oh, oh but, geez. like, you know, like, girl, like, I just felt so, you know, uncomfortable within myself. And, like, I got a BBL just for me and, like, for my, like... No! Like, no, like, don't lie. Like, people's out perceptions obviously influenced why you wanted to go under the knife. Because like, 10 years ago, no one cared about having a big exactly. butt. Exactly. Nicki Minaj is out here getting roasted on her own. Like, no one was following Nicki Minaj's path. Like she's doing doing her own thing, but now to lead ourselves. Yeah, let's not lead ourselves to big lips. Y'all did not want big lips up until four years ago. Like let's everyone's shooting up their lips, please. Then it's oh my god, but I just felt so self conscious because my lips are small. Okay, but did you feel unconscious like uncomfortable having small lips when it wasn't popular? Like you need to think about how you would feel about that specific thing if other people didn't care about it, you know? Like, you can get your BBL, you know? Of like course. If you If you want to get your BBL, if you want to get your lips blown up, if you want to do all that... Period. Pro-surgery. Okay, not blown up, but, you know, if you want your lips to be bigger, do all that, but don't be out here trying to detach yourself from the patriarchal system that exists that makes it so that, you know, we are prone to getting these sorts of surgery. Like, that's my biggest issue when people try to lie and say that the reason that they did their surgeries was for themselves. Or when people lie about having gotten their surgeries, thus, like, furthering, oh um, you know, the beauty, like, the impossible beauty standards, i.e. the Kardashians. Listen, these Khloe Kardashian, literally, like, that whole thing where her picture, like, her unedited picture got, put, like, posted or whatever. Yikes. And she made a big deal about how, well, the beauty standard girl, who made that? <laughs> who did that that was your people was it not you you and that your was clan? you and your people who lied about getting surgery did you not exactly. lie about getting a bbl like you people 
lie about you know the things you get done to yourselves and then get mad when people hold you to that same beauty standard like you can't do that and then kendall had the audacity like i saw a clip because you know i don't watch that show i don't fuck with the kardashians <laughs> um like at the reunion where the the interviewer was like yeah like some people say that you guys promote unrealistic beauty standards and then kendall was like well we work hard for our bodies it's like girl you Girl's went to doctors up. you, went you to doctor maybe kendall cash. because yeah. i don't think kendall has had like, i don't know they all look the same to me i don't know what they physical because skinnel's like the skinny one so i don't think she had like any shots or anything but like your sister's like kylie didn't look like that like let's be honest yeah, like, kylie's look, body was not built in the look. gym let's okay first of all kylie we really are we really gonna look at past pictures of kylie and say that that's a girl without surgery like come on like let's <laughs> not lie <laughs> like like, who's paying at, you like, people to lie like this dead at like for free like <laughs> for unprovoked free. like girl like we all know that you've gone through just tell the truth and then they're impressionable people you're not telling the truth and the people are like oh my god kylie's built like this and i want to be built like this so i'm just gonna kill myself in the gym like i'm so sorry you can go to the gym Poor 24 hours a day seven days a week you will not look like that woman I'm so sorry. Like, those little, like, exercises that Kylie posts, oh you know, the gosh. little jog, you know, and, like, small, small sit-ups and yeah. small, small squats will not get you that. Like, you will not look like that. You won't have a butt like Saweetie because she paid for it. I'm sorry. You just <laughs> won't. You just won't. And that's okay. Back to the topic about doing things for men. I want to talk about casual sex and sex work. Casual sex. Okay, well casual sex has never really been like my thing like i've never really been into it and that's because of something we saw very recently on twitter a bunch of men talking about how they could not give less of a shit about a woman's pleasure that's something i've been knowing not new to me learn my lesson once never do it again <laughs> and <laughs> you know for some reason i don't know if it's just me or maybe it's just like the environment that i was brought into but caring about women's pleasure seems like this very odd thing it seems like every single time, like even if, as I'm watching, as I've been watching the second season of Too Hot to Handle, every single time, like <laughs> every single time they lose points because someone was getting pleasured and it was like one sided. It's always a guy getting a handy or a guy Ew. jerking off. I don't know. Well, it's just it's always just a guy getting something like the guy who couldn't get off the guy, the poor guy, the guy in the blue balls. Blue balls are a sham. <laughs> blue balls are a sham leave it alone if he tells you he has blue balls he can jerk it off but um in just casual sex in general never really seems like something that works in favor of women so i don't know why it's something that's been so promoted for yeah. women like sex i understand sex positivity i understand um promoting having a healthy sex life a healthy pleasurable sex life but sex positivity just came alone it just came with have a bunch of sex it didn't it didn't come with this is what um you know explore yourself get to know yourself buy these things understand these concepts you know maybe you need this to have a better experience it just came with girls have a bunch of sex and who does that like who does that satisfy the most men because men are not here to please you like you're having a one night stand yeah. he's here to get his nut buddy exactly like the whole thing of like hypersexuality that's being promoted in um you know recent culture isn't necessarily feminist either because if you're fucking a lot of men like say in the span of a month you hook up with 10 men right how many of those 10 men actually cared about you getting pleasure right because a woman being pleasured is different than a man being ple well let me like well, for, I think. I mean, cisgendered <laughs> women and men. A have, woman, yeah. yeah. 
a woman being pleasured is different than a man being pleasured. A man can get pleasure simply from putting his penis in your vagina. Like, and then that's it. But a woman, like, that can happen, and she's not necessarily, like, satisfied. Yeah. You know, it takes more effort. And for that person to put in more effort, they have to somewhat care about you. You know, so I feel like to just push this idea on women, oh my god, you know, wet-ass pussy, and just like, go, and my pussy's so good, and just sex, sex, sex. It's like, cool, but it's like, is that, you know be selective responsible even because it's like then that's pushing or not pushing but that's kind of encouraging young women to just like hook up with n'importe qui and if you want to hook up with bare people like that's your prerogative in it but like i just think i don't think that necessarily benefits all women you know the idea that you know you're just Mm. out here having just like bare sex because for women bare sex is not necessarily equal good good the world we live in i was watching this one video when this woman was talking about um the power like women are have more power when they are selective with the people they have sex with versus just having sex with anyone that's willing and a lot of people were in the comments like you're such a pick me na 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 but it's true it's true like why like he could have sex with you Monday and then Saturday he's calling you a slut, you know? Like every No, like, like there are some there are some men who sleep with women they do not have respect for. Yo, Zero. I've literally like, seen men on the internet be like, Oh, you he hooks up with like fat shorties for mm-hmm. practice. Mm-hmm. As in like you're hooking up with a man and he's telling his people it's practice. And you have the right to not care about what men say about you. That's you. You do what you want. But it's like I think that like it's important to have self-worth and i don't think that sleeping with a lot of people means you don't have self-worth but i think that if you do not have self-worth sleeping with a lot of people does not aid that at all yeah like it's not like and there's some people who actually prey on people with low self-worth yeah there are people who legitimately go for people like some guys can smell that shit they're like yeah like they're like girls with like daddy issues yeah or like yeah, like, no, like, I just think that as a woman being hypersexual, it's kind of scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, like, men, you know, they're gonna get satisfied essentially no matter what. Because for most men, sex ends when they, you know. so they kind of get what they want, right? But, like, you as a woman, like, it's not necessarily guaranteed that those things are gonna happen for you when you hook up with all of these men and so mm-hmm. it's like i don't really see the point it's kind of funny because we're all like oh have sex with all these men for free just give these men free pussy but there's still so much whorephobia that exists with sex work you know like see? sex work sex work has been so promoted recently on social media and especially on tiktok that promotes like being a sugar baby and all that but they never really actually want to talk about the realities of sex work but they make it seem like it's this feminist thing like you're taking your power your your beautiful sexy woman power and you're leading these men to emptying their pockets for you but in reality that's not what um a lot of like people who have um been who have been vocal about it they say that's not necessarily the reality you know that it requires more than just being cute and showing up on on dates and eating food in front of an old man to get an allowance you know these women are sleeping with these men and there's a lot of um there's a lot of wanting to distance themselves from being from recognizing that there's a lot more to the work than just being cute and showing up places like you actually do have to give some of these men what they want these are rich men 
They're not just giving out money, you know, they're not just, they're not, like, you're not a charity. They're not just giving out cash. They actually do want something out of it. And they know how they works. Like, they know the ropes. And being an 18-year-old girl, you don't really know how this works. And you just kind of go into it thinking you're going to trick all these men into giving you cash. That's very dangerous. And I do feel like, like, mainstream feminism cares more about women doing the right things than actually ensuring that women are safe and are safe satisfied and... Um, that women are actually brought up properly in ways that they can actually have fulfilling, safe, happy, and secure relationships. Like, I just think that it's just, I don't know, like, I think that there are so many aspects of modern media that kind of impede women from making good decisions. Mm. Um, like, the whole thing of, what's it called? Like, the simultaneous glamorization and shame surrounding you know sex because it's constantly because sex is constantly pushed in our faces right mm -hmm. in every song in every you know music video in every movie in every tv show right you see you know men and women doing these things right but at the same time as a woman you're not supposed to want to do these things you know mm. at the same time as a woman you know you should be able to be promiscuous verbally right so you should be able to say oh my god like i have a wet ass but like all of these things but you shouldn't be doing them because mm. then that makes you a whore and then that makes you like no good like actually being sexually promiscuous is a problem but like talking oh, yeah. about it isn't yeah yeah you know it's in, like, it's entered our lingo a lot but god forbid like I've, I've never actually met a promiscuous person that actually got respected for being promiscuous exactly like if someone is promiscuous and they actually like talk about it the only place i see them getting like respect quote unquote is like very specific areas on the internet you know because in real life like people don't do that mm -mm. you or not even don't do that most people don't do that yeah you know like most women that i know personally like aren't out here like that you know but we're out here you know singing cardi b at the top of our lungs you know yelling meg the stallion lyrics knowing that you've never done like half of the things <laughs> no. she's saying in the songs you know and like modern what's it called feminism is simultaneously comfortable with sex but also like shames people who have a lot of it yeah. you know and it's so bizarre because it's like prostitution is still like it's still illegal you know and it's yeah. still frowned upon and like sex or, like people who do only fans are you know not taking are not taken seriously mm -hmm. you know and like people say are joking saying like i'll drop out and become a stripper you know that profession isn't taking taken seriously either yeah. when all of these things actually take hard work like i physically i do not have the physical capabilities to be a stripper like exactly I just like i just do like if i dropped out of school tomorrow and tried to become like a successful stripper like i would probably fail like <laughs> i do not have the core strength I cannot no. walk in heels like and people... it takes a lot like you they think that and all these jobs that center around women and sex people believe like it's just a mindless thing you guys do realize that a lot of times women these women are marketing themselves they're trying to market themselves it's not just free oh i just show my titties and then i get money everyone has titties <laughs> look <laughs> so it's a lot of marketing yourself it's a lot of having those sorts of skills that make it so that people um, so that people come back for you. It's about um, having people skills. There's just so much that comes with doing sex work that people love to undermine. And back to the point that you were saying about Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion, 
um, I've heard arguments that say that um, their kind of music, like City Girls, Sweetie, and all that rest, is empowering for women, and that it pushes women to be comfortable and the amount of, or just like be comfortable sexually. But something that I've noticed about their music is that at the end of the day, it's still this competition to have a man. It's still this competition to have a man's attention. It's still this competition to be the top dollar girl. You know, I could I could take your man if you want to. I take your man if I want to. Yeah, like it's just it's a it's always this competition with other women. It's never like we like to say that. You know, they're always arguing like, oh, look at these feminists. The feminists are. Re-. Is it really? Is it really though feminist? Like, is it really leading to our liberation? Because at the end of the day, we're all competing for dick. Like, if we're all competing for dick, like, how are we getting any closer to being anywhere that we actually want to be as women, to be actually free of the patriarchy? But, like, also another side note, like, I feel like a big part of mainstream feminism is, as you said, it's kind of, it's competing with other women. So in the same process of being like, oh my god, go queen girl boss, you also, like, want to be the best queen girl boss. Oh, yeah. It's this idea of, like, oh my god, like, my ex wants me back and, like, I'm the best my ex has ever had. It's like, are you, you know, are you, though? You're like, oh my god, like, his new girl is so trash, like, I'm better than his new girl. It's like, are you, though? Like, I'm sorry, like... It is impossible that every single girl is the prettiest girl that your man or your ex has ever been with. Like, Mm -hmm. at one point, you're just going to have to give up the charade. I'm so (laughs) sorry. Like, and that's how, for some reason, that's been used as a means to empower women. Like, why? Like, like, his new girl, like, he downgraded. Why do you still care about that man? First of all. (laughs) I feel like there's levels. Like, you need to be working on you, ma'am. Like, this thing of, like, oh, like, he was hooking up with this lame until he upgraded to me. I can take your man if I want to. It was like, could you, though? Like, re- like you probably could even couldn't. if you but, like, could. Even why? if you could, like, that's not, like, an empowering thing. Oh, that's I not, was the like, girl he didn't want, so I became the girl he I became get. the girl. Yo! What? What? <laughs> like... <laughs> Wait, like, first of all, a lot of times based, it's just like a change of hairstyle. First of all, so secondly, you based a pivotal life change on a man who doesn't want. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, why would you do that? And even like, if he wants you now, what value does that actually bring to your life? The fact bring that to a your man life, like knowing that the man even, that you dated, calculate même pas. Bro, more times it would be like someone that they liked in like eighth grade about some. I became the girl he couldn't have. You were ten. Like, calm down. You were 16. You're 23. Let it go. Like, I feel like the whole thing, like, even glow up culture is really bizarre to me. You know, most of the mm. time, it's not even glowing up. It's literally people just aging. Like, obviously, <laughs> you weren't at the your, the prime of your life when, when you, you were, were like 12. 12. <laughs> like, like, what? Like, yes, of course your mom still dressed you. Like, can of Exactly. Yourself- like, obviously, you were wearing neon Ardeen clothing. Like, you were a <laughs> child. Like, obviously, now, you're not gonna look the same that you did. Like, why? But then it's like, oh my god, like, the people in high school didn't want to date me when I look like that, so now they can't have me. Why would they want to date you all- when you looked ugly? <laughs> Ma'am, ma'am, sir, can we get a grip? Can we get a grip on reality? Why would you want to date someone? Because if you yourself can clock that, like, okay, maybe when I was 15, I was ugly. And then in that same breath, you're going to be like, but they didn't want to date me. So now I'm cute. Fuck that. That doesn't make sense because you were ugly. Why would they want to date you? Like, and if the center of the conversation is still... Like, the center of the conversation is still getting men. It's still that's being still attractive the, to men. Exactly. Like, that's still the center of the conversation. And I understand you can feel empowered wearing certain things, doing certain things, like, looking a certain way. But, yo, 
let's just be honest with yourself be honest be with yourself honest. with these sorts of things like you can't just be leading everyone into some sort of delusion that is all about you when we know low-key like you want a man you like or you just want a man's validation in general exactly like i if your entire premise of your girl bossness and everything stems from like men accepting you like mm. did you really do anything <laughs> did you really do the great thing you set out to do like mm. girl but yeah i think if if mainstream feminism or if feminism in general wanted to take the appropriate path it i think what needs to be done right now is talking more to men i think there's like we're talking to women yes and we should change the conversations that are had with women when we talk about like our liberation but i think there's also a lot more talking that should be done to men instead of just like casting them off and putting them aside concluding that they're good for nothing we should actually like yo men are still here at the end of the day so it doesn't really matter that you cast them off they're still going to be here and a lot of us are still going to be attracted to them unfortunately so we need to at least like build up some decent men like it's actually educate these men because some of you guys are going to go shacking up with them having kids with them let's actually make sure they're decent people so that they can actually you know function along i mean they're functioning some of them are functioning i mean i think that the solution is for more women to like um introspect and like have honest conversation with themselves and the people around them about like their privileges number one and about mm. their actual desires mm. like i'm so sorry to just blindly say oh my god like girl boss like i want to be a c like no you don't like do you like is that really <laughs> what you want or is that like is that what society is telling you that you want you know what yeah. i mean like i just think that more women should be honest with themselves about what they do and why they're doing it not like as we were talking about not every action is an inherently feminist action and i think it's kind of it's i think it's dangerous a bit to say that every action or to to claim that every action that a woman does is feminist because then yeah. that kind of sets bad patterns you know like this mm -hmm. bbl trend mm -hmm. right to be like oh empowering and you know getting myself getting my body done for me that leads more young impressionable women to want to follow suit and be like well you know if they did that and it made them feel better maybe doing that it might make me feel better and the thing is right not everyone has the money that the celebrities have so when these teenagers want to get bigger butts you know they're not going to go to dr miami they're going to go to like <laughs> shady back alleys and get like stuff put in their butt right just like pumped in, their, in the back of like alleys. beauty in beauty salons no and, like, no but it happens oh. like, if, like people literally get butt shots in beauty salons and it and the thing is and that can be really dangerous because you don't know what is in there right and like yeah. even the whole bbl epidemic <laughs> epidemic it just started so you don't even really know how the bbl is affecting people long term because not that people many are people, dying people, people are like dying. old people don't even really have bbl like we haven't even oh, been true. able to observe it for <laughs> long enough the bbls the, the effects of like because what is it what when bbls do they use like silicone they put know. like fat i don't even know but it could potentially be dangerous especially if it's not done if especially if you're getting silicone implants in your ass like you're getting random shots from this like person who also got it from this random source like no why because because cardi b said oh um you know she now because she looks like that she is married to a rapper and makes a lot of money who would cheated on her that's not the point the point is <laughs> 
But like, at the I end just, of the day, like in five, ten years, when big butts are no longer going to be what's desired, we're going to exactly. see something else get popular and we're going to see just like, shouldn't we have, I feel like we should have learned by now watching people taking out their breast implants. People are taking them out after like all those years of big boobs being the thing, you know, everyone's taking out their breast implants. Should that not be the lesson for us? Should that not be the, hmm, maybe not. Like, I just, yeah, no, I just think that. If you're gonna like physically alter physically alter yeah oh whatever if you're going to alter yourself in any way shape or form you should actually think about the reasons you're doing it and i think it's okay to admit that there is an outside influence and i think that is more useful to admit that than to state that it comes entirely from your own volition um i think the problem with mainstream feminism is that most things that are involved in mainstream feminism simply stem from like outward perceptions and outward desires but hardly any of them come from like actual individuals because me personally i want to be a ceo that's not my prerogative like if like honestly like if a man could literally just fund my entire lifestyle i'm gucci like i'm cool (laughs) like housewife me like i don't necessarily have the desire to be working every day for the rest of my life like that's just not what I want to do but if you want to do that that is okay right but don't simply feel like you must conform to certain ideologies because you are a woman and because the mainstream says you are a bad woman if you are not quote-unquote independent or if you don't follow these very specific guidelines you know like that shift from one extreme to another I feel like is just like extremely unproductive and it doesn't really leave room for women to be actually choices free which is kind of supposed to be the entire point but yeah i think this is where we're gonna end it today thank you guys so much for listening of the black girls talk podcast make sure to follow us on instagram and tiktok at blackgirlstalk.pod on twitter at blackgirlstalkpod underscore and on youtube at black girls talk we have a lot of content coming your way you won't want to miss it so make sure you're following us to stay up to date